0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Before we say anything, we wanted to start off by saying a huge thank you to everyone who's taken the time to listen to our podcast or follow us on social media. The support and love has been overwhelming and we are so grateful for all of you.
1: Totally agree. It really does mean so much and we cannot thank you enough and are so appreciative of you following us along in this journey. So, a huge part of our podcast, our interviews focus on entrepreneurial women and moms who have created successful businesses and also have their own postpartum story to share. Today, I'm very excited to be interviewing Krista Common, my rock star co host and extraordinary human being who also owns her own business as a licensed massage therapist and certified infant massage instructor. Listen in as Krista shares her postpartum story and gets real with her struggles, how she overcame them, and exactly what helped her through it all. Lastly, Krista shares her absolute favorite mom hack and so much more. I really hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. Welcome to the So You Had a Baby podcast. We are your hosts, Inkiru and Krista.
0: We'll be sharing empowering stories and
1: topics to inspire women to grow and love themselves more throughout their postpartum journey. Join us each week as we work to change the stigma around postpartum. Okay. So, hey, Krista. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> it's going good. <laughs> All right. So for our interview, let's open up with a couple questions. Uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Um, like your name, your who you're a mom to, your profession, and what exactly led you to working with prenatal, postpartum women?
0: Um, well, my name is Krista Common, and I am mommy to Harper, and she is two and a half years old right now. Um, I am a licensed massage therapist, and I focus on pre- and postnatal massage, as well as a certified infant massage instructor um what got me into that was um honestly my own my own journey in motherhood um i was a massage therapist before being a mommy and i kind of put that on hold um and then once i became a mom i just realized i wanted to get back into that and after going through my own journey i realized there's such a need for nurturing women in that time of their life. It's a really, it's a really hard time. And you just, I wanted to be that person for somebody else. Um, and becoming a certified infant massage instructor was very much in line with that for me because it gave me the ability to help women and men, um, bond with their baby in another way. I know I listened to a lot of Parents struggle and moms struggle with bonding with their baby in postpartum. You know, different women go through different things and men because they don't have the ability to breastfeed. They don't have that ability to connect sometimes. And so being able to give them this amazing gift to bond with their baby in a different way just felt like completing that circle to me. Yeah. So. Yeah,
1: totally. I love that. So if you could describe your postpartum, your own personal experience in one word, what would it be and why?
0: Oh one word. I would say I would describe my postpartum as empowering. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of there was a lot of hard in my postpartum and going through that gave me the ability to learn myself in a new way. And I just felt now being on this side of it, I feel like there were was so many empowering moments and opportunities for
1: me to grow. So, mm-hmm. yeah, totally. And now I'm gonna ask you the big question—the one that we're all anxiously wanting to hear—is your own story, mm-hmm. the whole story. And um, in that, um, I want you to describe your postpartum story for us, and also describe what the, your biggest struggle in postpartum was, and what your biggest win. Was, okay. And if you can't, if you can't include that in your story, or if it doesn't allow for it, I'll circle back. But
0: <laughs> okay, I'll try to cover those. I'm sure I will. But we'll yeah. go back to those questions. <laughs> um. So where to start? Um. Well, I'll start at the beginning. My pregnancy was really wonderful. Um, I was really blessed to have a really healthy pregnancy. Um, I was able to be really active throughout it, and one of the things in my pregnancy that I remember standing out to me was I remember in one of my appointments, and I don't exactly remember where in the prenatal appointments, but I remember being asked if I was if I was concerned about postpartum depression, um, and at that time, honestly, I had never experienced anything. Um, like mental health any anything like that and so without even hesitating I said not at all not even concerned about it and my doctor was able to and I both kind of moved past it like okay it's not a, not, not it's a non-issue we don't even need to talk about it um so I honestly didn't think about it again mm. um my labor and delivery were really wonderful they were really long and really hard but really wonderful. Um, and we were proud parents of a beautiful baby girl. Um, I remember coming home and, you know, the immediate, the immediate postpartum was new and hard and it came with its own struggles, but nothing that was really shocking. You know, it's, you know, breastfeeding was new and that was its own struggle and, um, and then, I remember I went into my six week, six week appointment and one of the, I believe it was six weeks, um, but they hand you a survey and it asked questions like, did you laugh today and were you happy? And at that at that time, I mean, I honestly answered those questions. Yeah, I, of course, I mean, why wouldn't I? I remember even thinking, why wouldn't I be mm-hmm. like, I just had a baby and I'm mm-hmm. everything's so wonderful. And, but I, I also remember thinking like, what if I said no to this? What would they do? And, and then in that, in, in that appointment, they also, you know, they do the checkup and make sure everything's okay. And they're like, all right, you're good. You can have sex now. And it was like, oh God, are you sure? Are you sure I can? Um, and I believe at that appointment, that was, that was my last, the last appointment you really get seen for. And then they're like, "Okay, well, we'll see you in a year." Mm. And I mean that also. I mean, I think there's a lot of part of that those appointments that were kind of shocking to me. Like, I really you don't no, you don't need to see me again for another year.
2: Mm.
0: But but you know, I just kind of went on I was like, "Okay, well, I guess I guess that's fine then." So I don't have anything to worry about. Um, but once I got once I was home and in my routine for a while. I had a really hard time accepting all of the changes. It didn't. T- it happened a while after, maybe a couple months, and I, I don't remember exactly when it started. But I do remember that I had a really hard time accepting all the changes that came with it emotionally, um, physically especially. It was really hard for me. I, I really struggled with the physical aspect of postpartum just because I just – I I didn't recognize myself. I was so uncomfortable in my own skin Mm. and that, that was really hard. Mm. Um, I mean, I set really hard expectations for like what I thought was going to happen. And so that, that was hard that, that addition of these expectations was hard, but I remember, I remember looking at myself in the mirror and, and just not recognizing the woman looking back at me and, that's really scary mm. to stand there and not see yourself. I mean, I rec- I saw me, as like, but I didn't recognize me. Mm. I just, it felt like a stranger staring back at me. And all the negative internal conversation was was so loud
2: mm.
0: and so daunting because, and it got to the point where I was so negative in my head that it was spilling outside of my head mm. all the time. And, and that was, that was, that was hard. And, you know, I think now, but like, when you start saying it, you when you start saying it enough, you start believing it. Mm-hmm. And when you say it, if you say it out loud enough, other people are going to start believing it with you mm-hmm. because that's all, that's all you hear. And, you know, so, so I was really struggling with that. And then, I remember, I think it was about, I think it was about nine months, um, on top of all of the other mm. struggles that I was dealing with, I started, I I mean, didn't start, but my pelvic floor issues became a lot more apparent to me. You know, mm-hmm. it, it takes a while to start becoming intimate again, mm. and I was really aware of how, you know, I just, I just had a baby. My pelvic floor had gone through a lot. And for me, that was, that was a huge breaking point. That was my, that was, that was a, that was, that was a low for me. I I remember thinking just because, you know, I not, I don't have myself emotionally. Mm. I don't recognize me emotionally. Mm. I definitely don't recognize myself physically. But now the one thing that I felt like I had left that like my you know my womanhood mm. that I my last surviving piece of me that I could I didn't have that either. Mm. And it was just like what what's left then? Like who is this person? How am I supposed to feel comfortable in my skin if I've got nothing that I know left? Mm. And and then also we started having you know, on top of all of that, we started having my husband and I started having issues in our marriage. Mm-hmm. And I started to, I allowed him to be my excuse and I wallowed in self-pity. And I painted this terrible face on him because I just it's I expected him to step up and be all of these things that I couldn't be for myself. I I, I couldn't show up for me anymore. Mm-hmm and I expected him to be my confidence. I expected him to be all of these, like on top of being my husband and, you know, and all of that, you know, everything that entails to be a partner in a relationship. I wanted him to be like everything that I couldn't be for me, for me. Mm. And it was just really hard, you know? And, and for me, it was like, that's, that's your job. Mm. You need to be that person for me. but, you know, he had his own things going on, you know, and when I hit a really low, I remember going on just trying to look, honestly, it wasn't, it wasn't like depression that I was feeling or like, you know, any of the the common words that you are given, really, Mm -hmm. I was, I just was stuck and felt like I wasn't there anymore and I I lost myself completely and it was just so I I didn't know what to do and and all of it felt really hard
2: mm-hmm. you
0: know I felt like the only thing I was succeeding at was being mommy
2: mm-hmm.
0: but but like me the me the woman was like losing it and uh, I remember when I hit my real low I was I was just feeling, you know, in my, in my pity. And I remember going on to Google and, and Googling my husband's not attracted to me anymore because I felt like I wanted a place to, you know, other women or find a place where like, I felt like I was, these feelings were justified and and I was, yeah, a community Mm -hmm. of something like, I can't be the only one feeling this way. Like this is, you know, it's not my fault. And like, I wanting wanting answers and like you know a, a community of angry women to support me. <laughs> <laughs> and as I was scrolling through this blog, I was, God, it was I honestly don't even remember where I found it or why, what made me click on that one. But I was scrolling through it, and some person halfway across the world had written in this blog. Um, they've written if you had the confidence today that if you had the confidence on the day that you met your partner that you did today do you think you'd be married Mm. and honestly that comment felt like a gut punch to me like it stopped me in my tracks and it's like the same what i didn't want to read and i want everything in me wanted to scroll past that so bad but it's I it's I got stuck Mm. and I kind of wanted to be angry but I couldn't and I remember I remember closing the computer Mm. not because of anger, mostly because that it just knocked me on my butt. Like Mm. it made me stop and think. And it really, it really made me stop and think, who am, who was I when I met, met, when I met my husband? And I thought I was this strong, confident, proud woman. Mm. I was, I loved myself for who I was and for what it took me to, for me to be that woman. I was confident in my own skin regardless of any body flaws I worked really hard to be that woman really hard and then and then I thought who am I today and I remember crying I mean talking about this no matter how many times I tell this story brings me to tears because thinking about who I was that day was was not a person I want to know I remember thinking that mm. I am this I mean I was lacking confidence I didn't know who I was I couldn't I couldn't look at myself in the mirror mm. I was not somebody I wanted to know And it broke my heart to think that I had that I can I'd gotten there. Like, how did I get here? Mm. Like who who how could I allow myself to be in this place? And I realized in that moment that it wasn't I mean and and I can honestly my husband didn't has is attracted to me Mm. the person who wasn't attracted to me was me Mm. he could have said so many compliments and I just didn't hear him I didn't Mm. know how to hear him I didn't trust him I didn't like me I didn't like who I was that day and I didn't want to be around me anymore I didn't want to be her anymore and I really I wanted to be better
2: Mm.
0: and I decided in that moment that I needed to, I needed to change. I needed to start changing my inner dialogue. I needed to start pouring back into me no matter how hard that was. I needed to, I needed to get dressed in the morning and no matter how terrible I felt, I needed to look at that person in the mirror and say, you are beautiful, Mm -hmm. you are strong, you are confident, and regardless of how much I didn't believe it I needed to say it Mm. I needed to say it over and over and over until I believe it and I remember the next day when I tried to start doing that how uncomfortable Mm. I was how I just was like this is stupid I'm you know anyone who's trying to do something new I mean I'm sure everyone's felt that way like Mm. this is stupid why am I doing this and then I just but I kept doing it i kept doing it because i also remember thinking how dare i I, i'm someone who's raised with you know with faith and i remember thinking i was made in god's eyes Mm. how dare i how dare i not like this person Mm. how dare i not believe in her anymore I am wonderful because God made me that way Mm. and I need to start remembering that again Mm. and I need to start being the woman that he allowed me to be and I need to start being a better version of myself for me and start showing up for me. Mm. I need to be a better version of myself for my daughter so she can be proud of her mommy. Mm -hmm. I need to start being a better version of myself for my marriage And for my husband, I needed to start showing up completely, Mm -hmm. and I needed to start changing that dialogue and speak positivity, and I just just needed to be a better me for me and for the woman I was now, Mm. not for the woman I was before I was pregnant, not for who I thought I was gonna be, but for who I was standing in the mirror in all of my uncomfort now, who I needed to be better. Mm. And I wanted to change. So I did. I, I, I did it and I gritted my teeth through it. And you remember, I know, I heard that message, not that I read from the terrible, honest blog, mm-hmm. I heard that message again through my my brother's mouth and through mm. my parents' mouth. You know, I I go to them for support and for when you know because they know me better than anyone. And and I remember my brother saying that, like Krista, how can you change? Mm. And it's just like it was this punch of honesty that I needed to hear. Mm. You know, it's it was not what I was expecting to experience in postpartum, but it was it was my it was my heart and not something that I felt comfortable sharing with anybody, honestly, in the moment. Yeah. I didn't wanna share this conversation. I wouldn't share that I felt that way. I didn't share wanna share that I was going through all that. Yeah. But but I'm glad I was able to be honest with myself Mm. because it allowed me to grow and move forward and, and realize that I'm so blessed to have gone through and felt all of these things. You know, it's easy to say that standing here Mm. now, but I'm so blessed to have been able to experience all these things and all these emotions. And because it allowed me to grow Mm. and, and be better, Yeah, be the better version that I am Mm.
1: I absolutely love that I love your story I love how open and honest that you were with that because anyone that is listening right now there is at least one woman that can relate to your story and that can say yeah I I feel that and and raise their hand like I'm going through that or I felt that and so I just want to thank you for even opening up this interview is not done. (laughs) I still have a few more questions for you. Um, In that, in your postpartum, what would you say was your biggest win? And what would you say was your biggest struggle? So my biggest struggle,
0: to put it into a few words, was, I guess I would say, learning how to love myself changing Mm. like all of all of the growing that had to happen and the discomfort that came with that growth and the you know there's so many new things and so many body changes and so many hormonal changes and and learning how to love this new woman standing in front of me and realize that she's the woman that's supposed to be here that was probably my hardest struggle my biggest struggle is Mm. learning that it's okay to change Mm. and be this new woman like I don't have to fit a mold it's okay to be here now
1: Mm. what about your biggest win
0: my biggest win I would say was personal growth Mm. you know you don't realize that you need it until you need it Mm -hmm. you know and this gave me the eye-opening experience to grow, to realize that I needed to grow. I couldn't, I couldn't be stuck in this. I had, I had to grow.
2: Right.
0: And whatever that meant.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm
0: still growing. You know, Every day is, new, is a new challenge. And, and every day I still tell myself I am strong, I am smart, I am confident, I am beautiful, just mm-hmm. how I am right now. And, you know, the the reality is that some days I don't believe it, Mm. but I still say it, and I still wake up knowing that I'm a better person today than I was yesterday Yeah, because of this.
1: Mm. That's beautiful. If you knew what you knew now, what are three things that you would say to your prenatal self to help you in your postpartum? (laughs) So many things I would say to me. Let's see.
0: I would say... to prenatal me I would say (laughs) be realistic with your expectations um I set really high expectations of what I thought was going to happen postpartum and what I thought could do with no with no understanding of what I was going into you know except for what you hear
2: um
0: but what you hear isn't you isn't for you it's what you hear (laughs) from somebody else Um, I would say, remind yourself daily just how amazing you are. Mm. And I would also say, maybe lay off the ice cream a little bit, prenatal me, because (laughs) help yourself out a little bit. (laughs) It's not going
2: anywhere.
1: (laughs) And what is the biggest lesson you've learned from your postpartum experience that you would pass on to someone else? Um, I have two.
0: I have two that Mm. I'm going to share. The first one is find a pelvic floor specialist (laughs) and make them your friend (laughs) while pregnant and after. Mm. You need them, and no one talks about it a lot. Mm. And all you hear is do your Kegels, whatever that means. after you just push a baby out, that seems like a joke. <laughs> um, but a pelvic floor specialist was, uh, luckily I went to at my naturopath and she recommended me to go find one and, and sent me a referral to an amazing pelvic floor specialist. Um, and I am happy to share her and <laughs> her as a resource in Portland, if you're in Portland. Um, but they are godsends. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one is find a community of positive, like-minded women and surround, them, surround yourself with them daily, especially as a new mom, I felt it was so important to have other women, especially other mamas mm. around me who are positive and like-minded. Um, I found that, for me, that... Um, that space that I found that in, I had it two, in two places actually. Mm-hmm. The first one was I was really blessed that I met one of my dearest friends um, in birthing class and we had, were able to go through, um, you know, the end of our pregnancies and and then once we gave birth, our kids were about 10 days apart and so we got to go through all of postpartum honestly. Mm with each other. And I, I honestly don't know what I would have done without her. She mm. was my saving grace. Um, but I also found after that, um, it took me a while, but I found uh, for me was fit for mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and shout out to fit for, fit for mom. That's where we met. That's where we met <laughs> as well. Um, but it, I had a hard time deciding to do that because I, in that time I was like, I didn't want to give up my personal time and my gym time mm. Men like having that one thing for me, was really important, but I decided to pop into a, a class or two and realize that that community of women who were in that same place as me, I needed that more than I needed alone time. I needed that community and it helped me. It helped me in so many ways that I didn't realize
2: mm-hmm.
0: I, I, I had so many wonderful people that I was surrounded with that I could be honest with. Mm. So, um, you know, and I guess I have one more. Mm. But don't be afraid to... A lesson that I learned is don't be afraid to share your heart. I mean, that's why we're here.
2: Yeah.
0: But I I found that as I started, once I once I got to this place of realizing i needed to change my inner dialogue and and do more for me i realized i started sharing my heart
2: mm-hmm.
0: and so many times that i did that i had another mom or another woman who was standing in front of me realize oh it's okay to share that mm-hmm. and they opened up and it just was really beautiful to see that like my heart made it easier for somebody else to adjust mm-hmm. so that's awesome. So I guess
1: I have three. <laughs> yes. I love it. I, I think that's so helpful for people that are listening. And for me, really, because I think I can relate to that. And I'm sure a lot of other women that are listening to this can relate to it, even if it's just one woman mm-hmm. that can relate to it, at least that you can know in your heart that your story helped, help them. And, and honestly, that's, that's the whole point of us of us being here and being vulnerable and sharing, um, our stories, yeah. and with you, Krista. I just want to thank you for doing that. I mean, amazing, oh. just amazing. Your story is amazing. It's very inspiring as well and helpful. And my last question, this little fun one, mm-hmm. and I'm actually pretty excited about this one. <laughs> what is your favorite mom hack?
0: Oh, that's such a hard question. <laughs> It really is such a hard question. Honestly, I'm thinking, I was just thinking, I can't wait for all the other episodes because I'm really excited to hear what other people right? say because It's fun I feel to like ask. It is. <laughs> and it's hard to answer. Yeah. Um. So let's see. If I had a good mom hack, oh God, Um. I think I would say <laughs> I carry snacks all the time mm-hmm. after you give- after you have birth, or give birth. I just felt like I needed to eat so much, um. But I think for for me, I, so mine is honestly it's kind of funny. It's food related, obviously, because I feel like once you have a kid, everything's food related. I feel like a not less mom, more stacked di- distributor. <laughs> um, my my favorite hack, I guess you could call it, is. I have this. I found this super easy dinner meal um, that I use, and way too often. I'm pretty sure I have like six bags of this in my freezer right now. (laughs) Um, But Trader Joe's makes this amazing cauliflower stir fry. um, And I'll like fry that up in a pan, Mm -hmm. and I'll put in some ground turkey. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And it's like the fastest meal and so delicious and more importantly my toddler eats it Mm. and my husband eats it and I'll like put it in little butter lettuce wraps or like Mm. endives if I want to be really fancy um this is not a Trader Joe's sponsored (laughs) ad and I know it sounds like it now but thank you thank you Trader Joe's for making my life easy as a mom Mm. Or a person, really. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I can vouch for that because I remember you did um, you did make that one time when I came over for dinner, and that was amazing. And so, took 10 minutes. So <laughs> it took 10 minutes. It was very quick. So that is an amazing mom hack. Thank mm-hmm. you for um, sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, thank you so much. I'm so glad that we were able to um, chat a little bit about your story and... Hopefully, again, that you helped at least one mama out there. Guys, thanks so much for listening. We will catch you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We are absolutely grateful and humbled that you would take the time to tune in today. Please join us each week as we change the stigma around postpartum and help build a community where women can feel supported, loved, and empowered. If
0: you'd like to connect with us, follow us on Instagram at SoYouHadABabyPodcast, or you can check out our website at SoYouHadABabyPod.com. And if you want to hear more and be part of this community, please subscribe to our podcast. We'd love for you to join us.